And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. As always, we are here all the whole weekend, Saturday and Sunday from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here for you. We are trying to bring you more information, scientific studies, ideas, concepts, tips, whatever we can bring to you to help you improve the quality of your life. As always, I say, we, you, you, <laughs> we, you, uh, that means you and I, <laughs> that means you and I are responsible for our help. Only you and I can do that. No one else. You may think so, because maybe you never thought about it, but yes, what we do every day, every decision we make every day, influences our life, our health. Doctors are not able to do that. They have no idea what health and nutrition is. Doctors can't teach us. And they are so busy trying to put out fires. The average time that a doctor sees a patient nationally is six minutes. Drug companies don't care if you're healthy or not because they need sick people to make their business successful. Stockholders want more returns from the drug companies. So in order for that, they need to sell more drugs. That makes the stockholders happy. So in order to sell more drugs, they have to have more people with diseases. They know that health and nutrition works, but they don't care. They want you sick. They want you on several drugs, like statin drugs, for example. There is no value whatsoever in prescribing statin drugs to lower cholesterol. It's absolutely insane. Our body needs cholesterol so badly that the creator made our body with a mechanism of action that produces the cholesterol that we need every day. It's made by the liver through an enzyme system. We need, we need that cholesterol every day to make all of our hormones. We are men and women based on our production of hormones. And that is based on cholesterol. We need cholesterol to make vitamin D in our bodies. And all the research on cholesterol has never shown a conclusive evidence that it causes heart disease or strokes. It does not collect in your arteries like plaque. It's there to put out the inflammation in the arteries. Cholesterol, because it's in the arteries, is not there to plug the artery. It's there to improve the function of the artery. You can't blame cholesterol on plaque in the artery no more, no more than you can blame the firemen at the fire that they've started the fire. They're there because of the association of the fire. Cholesterol is in the artery by the association. 
not because it's there causing damage. All the studies show that we will live longer, healthier, with a better quality of life when we have a good level of cholesterol, not low. But you know, at one time the drug company said somewhere around 220 or 240 is a healthy level. And if it's higher, then it should then prescribe drugs. Now they have reduced it to 200 only from the fact that it increases the population of those that would require a statin drug based on those statements. Satin drugs cause more damage than good. Causes severe pain in the, in the muscles. Causes the muscles to atrophy. To waste away. And possibly it could be a benefit for our brain function. You know, since statin drugs were prescribed, and I don't have no correlation of this whatsoever, but it's my opinion that when statin drugs were prescribed at the time, coincidentally or what, I don't know, but now we have a disease called Alzheimer's disease, which came soon after we started lowering cholesterol. The World Health Organization and the CDC claims we should have a cholesterol level, healthy cholesterol level, of 220 to 240. And better if it's higher than lower. More people die from heart attacks and strokes having low cholesterol, not high cholesterol. Cholesterol is such a medical myth. Nobody should be on statin drugs. Cholesterol is not the problem for your heart. Triglycerides are the problem for your heart attacks and strokes. And triglycerides are made from the excessive amount of carbohydrates and sugar that Americans consume. It's a waxy fat made from carbohydrates and sugar. All you have to do is turn your diet around. Get off the carbs Low-carb diet is the way to go. Lower your amount of carbohydrates if you want health. If you don't want health, it's okay. You can have all the bread and pasta and grains and crackers and cookies and desserts and all the sugar you want in your coffee drinks and all the soft drinks that are sweetened with high-fructose corn syrup. We're a mess. America is sick. Almost 50% of all of Americans are obese. That means grossly overweight. And they predict by the year 2050, everybody in America will be obese if we don't change the way we are living today. It's time to take a look at your health. Get rid of the carbohydrates. No sugar anywhere. There's no sugar needed anywhere in your diet. America has a sweet tooth. 
and it's satisfied by almost three quarters of a pound of sugar per day nationally. Three quarters of a pound. Now, I know you may not have it in your sugar bowl. You may not even buy sugar. But the food manufacturers make sure you get plenty of sugar because it tastes good. And they want you to love their food and become addicted to it. Sugar is addicting. So change your diet would be my advice. And the best way to go is to adopt the ketogenic diet. It's a diet that is high in protein because we need protein for muscle building, for strength, for stamina, for making sure that we have the ability to get out of a chair, that we don't have to have somebody help us out of the chair or pull us out of the chair. Elderly people get so weak, they can't even have a correct posture. They're bent over. And that's what statin drugs do. They waste away the muscles. And the same enzyme that produces cholesterol, that when it is lowered by a statin drug, it inhibits that enzyme that produces cholesterol, but it also inhibits one of the best nutrients for the heart. And that is CoQ10. And CoQ10 strengthens our muscles. And when you take statin drugs, it lowers the cholesterol. It inhibits the production of CoQ10. So if you are so convinced that you need a statin drug, at least add CoQ10 to your regimen. And I would suggest that CoQ10 that is complex to gamma-cyclodextrin, which is a starch from a vegetable that is not absorbed, but the nutrient that is attached to absorbs. So you get a better absorption, 800 times, excuse me, 800% better than other forms of CoQ10. It's a chewable tablet. 100 milligrams. So that's equivalent to 800 milligrams of CoQ10. It provides huge benefits for kidney disease, for neuropathy, for neurological diseases, Parkinson's disease, MS, strengthening the muscles, strengthening the nervous system. Any dental oral condition, CoQ10 is superior. CoQ10 is one of those, I can't get along without it. I make sure I get at least one or two tablets every day. And today we have a great lineup of information today. In fact, we're going to talk about neuropathy. And we're going to talk about that there is no such thing on the same topic we just started off with. Is there good or bad cholesterol? Then How old is your immune system? Well, you might say, well, I'm 60, so I must be 60 years old. No way. No matter how old we are, our body function and metabolism could be much older. There are people that are 40, and I think they got a body of an 80-year-old. And how can you have better results 
for dental implants. And melatonin is not just for sleep. Actually, melatonin is for almost every metabolic function in the body, affecting every pathway in the body. And it should be taken every day by everybody. It's a molecule that we cannot live without. And now we know that it's also for MS, multiple sclerosis. But let's start off today with neuropathy. It's a major problem today. So, like, do you have burning feet? Like weakness, numbness, tingling and pain of your feet, fingers, or hands? Often described as burning feet are signs of nerve damage called peripheral neuropathy. And peripheral neuropathy is often associated with diabetes. 60 to 70% of people with diabetes have some degree of nerve damage. And there are complications of diabetic neuropathy. People with neuropathy have five times increased risk of falling. Do you lose your balance easy? Can you not turn around easily enough? Almost 90% of diabetic foot ulcers are associated with diabetic neuropathy, all based on sugar damaging the nervous system. Why do I always tell you to get off sugar? Because it's a killer. It's toxic to your body. Sometimes I might, I guess you might wonder, why can something taste so good, so sweet, so loving, and it's bad for me? Doesn't seem right, right? Well, let me tell you, sugar is not meant to be eaten that way. And then high blood sugar, based on the amount of sugar you consume, I, you know, I don't get this. When a doctor does a blood test and finds that you or someone else they test has a high level of blood sugar. Well, it depends when they take your test. If it was just after a meal, of course your blood sugar level is going to be high. And when they say, oh my gosh, your blood sugar level is 300 when it should be about 100. Oh, you're diabetic. How can they classify you as a diabetic when they don't know exactly what you've eaten before you've come in to do the blood test? Hopefully they tell you to eat nothing 24 hours before, or at least 12 hours before. The best way to give you an A1C test which tells you how you use sugar over a period of time, like three months. But when they find that you have a high blood sugar level, it's based on what you're eating. If you're eating a lot of sugar, if you're eating a lot of sugar, don't you think you'd have some of that in your bloodstream? And high blood sugar 
is very irritating to the nervous system, to the nerves, causing extreme inflammation. But the why is not fully understood. What is important is keeping your blood sugar levels down can prevent nerve damage. I'm not trying to be mean and say you can't eat sugar. It's for your good. If you want more of a better quality of life and health, then some of these things that we have been led to believe is good for us is not. It's damaging to our body. Keeping blood sugar levels down can prevent many different diseases. But once the damage has occurred, it is very difficult to reverse. Prevention is the cure of all diseases. Prevent disease and you won't have to deal with it. But people go on for decades of their lives eating a tremendous amount of sugar or carbohydrates. And very few can escape the damage. Once in a blue moon, I'll find somebody who has eaten a lot of sugar in their life and they have very little diseases or blood sugar level problems. But it's one in a blue moon. And the earlier you take action, the better the results will be. So start today. At the end of the program, I always try to have you Do something constructive during the week. But don't wait. Do it now. If you haven't eaten breakfast, change your breakfast. Have two or three eggs, any style. Have a couple of orders of bacon. Have a half a grapefruit, cup of coffee. Not the grains and the cereals and the oatmeal and all the stuff that people eat that are high in carbohydrates. But if you want to know more about the diet, go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and you will see a tab that says Terry Diet, Terry's Diet. And follow the diet. If you need to lose weight, you'll lose weight. Easily and effectively. No counting calories. No small portions. As long as you eat the food that is on the diet, you can eat as much as you want. So the earlier you start doing something constructive, the better results will be and the better health you will have. Don't give up easily on it. So now how do you ease those painful nerves? I've seen some people that can't even walk because they can't feel their feet. They're numb and burning, so they're shuffling rather than taking steps. Now, we, gotta, we have to address three areas which need to be changed to have better health of the nerves and a relief of the pain and burning and tingling and numbing of your hands and feet. We have to improve the circulation. Proper blood flow carries nutrients and oxygen to the nerves. We need to reduce inflammation, which plays a significant role in the development and the progression of nerve damage. 
Now, there is a covering, you know, like you have electrical wire. You don't have a bare electrical wire. You have a covering on that wire so the wire doesn't short out. So there's always a rubber covering or some kind of covering on the electrical wire. Your nerves have a covering. It's called the nerve sheath, S-H-E-A-T-H, otherwise known as the myelin sheath that covers the nervous system. Each nerve is covered by this myelin sheath. It promotes nerve repair and pain relief. But now here are the combination of nutrients that we do require in order to make a difference. And I've seen it stop neuropathy in a matter of weeks. The burning is gone. The numbness is gone. The tingling is gone. It's a combination of bioactive vitamin B complex, zinc, chromium, and alpha-lipoic acid. These are very, very important nutrients to improve the quality of your nervous system. Now, the bioactive vitamin Bs are very, very important. First of all, all B vitamins are not directly able to go to work in the body. They have to first go through the liver system. And we don't know, we can't guarantee that's going to work or how well it will work on everybody because they have to be, then be converted to a biologically active form. But the bioactive B vitamins do not require any conversion. They go to, go to work directly in the body immediately. And they increase NO. Nitric oxide. And nitric oxide, which expands the blood vessels and improves blood flow, blood circulation. It reduces nerve pain and allows nerve healing to occur. So what to look for? Well, you want these B vitamins which have the most pronounced effect on the nervous system. That is folate, B12, and B6. Very important for the heart, for the nervous system, and the arteries. Now, the most effective form of vitamin B12 for treating nerve pain is called methylcobalamin. B12 commonly is known as cyanocobalamin. And cyanocobalamin has to be converted in the body to the methylcobalamin. I know it's a lot of chemistry. Who cares? But we we ought to get the best B12 possible, and that is the methylcobalamin, essential for nerve repair and regeneration of the nerves. And shown in clinical trials to ease nerve pain tingling, and burning associated with neuropathy. And then we want to make sure that we get plenty of vitamin B6. Also, in the biologically active form. And it's called P5P. It's an abbreviation for pyridoxal 5-phosphate. 
It reduces nerve pain. Shown to prevent progression of nerve damage associated with diabetes. And then folate. And this is the biologically active form of folic acid. Folic acid is synthetic. L-methylfolate is natural and reduces homeocysteine. And homeocysteine interferes with nitric oxide activity. These are very important for improving neuropathy. Now, this specific combination shown in a clinical trial to reduce nerve pain by almost 90%. So if you have burning feet, numbing and tingling of feet and hands, any kind of pain in your nervous system, and what we found out through a few, through a few trials and observational studies that when people suffer from neuropathy and they take these nutrients and they may have at the same time shingles. The shingles are almost completely eliminated in a few weeks. Why? Because the virus that causes shingles is located in the nervous system, in the nerve, so that when you are filled with blisters, those blisters that we see on the trunk of the body or anywhere else, those blisters are at the very end of a nerve that surfaces at the end of the skin or at the end of the nerve under the skin. So that's when the blister pops up. So when we use these nutrients to reduce neuropathy and help the nervous system recover, it is also affecting the virus that causes shingles because the virus is within the nerve. So combined with other B vitamins for best results, you can also add thiamine, riboflavin, bile biotin, niacin, pentothenic acid, all these B vitamins would be good, but this specifically combination of methylcobalamin, P5P, methylfolate, benfotamine, boswellic acid, all these nutrients improve neuropathy to a point that in a few weeks you are almost 90% recovered. So with that, my friends, hang on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here for another half hour or so. So stick with me. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. We'll be here to the top of the hour. We have a lot more coming your way today. Particularly, we're talking about neuropathy. And the pain of neuropathy, the burning feet, tingling and numbing, it's not a a good thing to experience. And sugar, sugar is a cause because sugar damages and irritates the nervous system. 
and type 2 diabetes is frequently associated with this condition. They're related. A high blood sugar level almost always is classified as type 2 diabetes when it really is not. I'm not going to go back into that. But there's no such thing as type 2 diabetes. Just don't eat any more sugar. That's a cure for type 2 diabetes. When you have a high blood sugar level, where do you think it came from? Because we ate it. And now it's in the bloodstream. And now the doctor says you have diabetes. Just stop eating the sugar. And some of the things that we can help it with, we talked about that at the break. Some of the nutrients that are required to improve neuropathy. In fact, the combination of nutrients stops the pain up to 90% in clinical studies. And also, diabetes is frequently associated with low zinc and chromium levels. Zinc supplements have been shown to improve blood sugar control. Chromium is very effective at reducing blood sugar levels by increasing the effectiveness of insulin, which increases the transport of sugar into the cells. But the problem is that we have so much sugar in our bodies that there's not enough insulin to transport the sugar into the cells, and the cells are gorged with sugar. You know, it's like, it's like standing at the pump and you're pumping gas in your car and you just don't stop to turn it off. It just keeps flowing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it's a waste. And at these prices, it's a huge waste. But I'm getting at the point that the more you put into the system, the more consequences you have to deal with. So when you pump too much gas and it runs all over the concrete, well, just turn off the pump. You won't have so much gas going in and wasted. And most people don't turn off the pump of sugar. Sugar is constantly flowing into the body from one source or another. And additionally, chromium reduces inflammation, which is associated with diabetes and neuropathy. And one other nutrient that we could not do without, and that's alpha-lipoic acid. It's a very powerful, very powerful antioxidant that works on both fat and water-soluble nutrients. Shown to lower blood sugar levels in people with diabetes. And it's regularly used in Germany. It's approved in Germany to treat diabetic neuropathy. And shown in clinical trials to reduce symptoms of neuropathy and slow its progression. So I think you have a pretty good handle on why sugar is bad. There is nothing good to be said about sugar, except that it tastes good. That's the problem. It tastes so good, people just don't want to give it up. And it gives you a high. It's more addictive than cocaine. So get rid of the sugar. And you know all carbohydrates 
will eventually become sugar in the body. That means the more pasta you eat, the more bread you eat, the more flour products you eat, the more grains you eat, the more fruit you eat, the more sugar you will have in your body, and that sugar irritates the nervous system, causes neuropathy. All right, point made. Hey, there is no such thing as good or bad cholesterol. We like to name it that, but there really is no such thing as good or bad cholesterol. So what do we know about cholesterol? That was a little bit of my opening remarks when I came on the show today. So true or false, there are two kinds of cholesterol, one good and one bad. Well, according to Johnny Bowden, a research a researcher, argues that this is false. There's no such thing as good or bad cholesterol. Now, he goes on to explain that cholesterol is the cargo carried in the bloodstream by a boat, so to speak, and this boat is called lipoproteins. So when you say LDL or HDL, high-density lipoprotein, not cholesterol. We're not saying LDL is cholesterol. We're not saying HDL is cholesterol. There are proteins, but they carry cholesterol. And the LDL or the HDL is not important. What matters is the boat they travel on. So some boats are very heavy and sink easily causing damage. And these are called high-density lipoprotein. Some boats are as light as feathers and float well. And these are called the low-density lipoprotein. In other words, don't worry about the cargo. The real question is how many boats are floating in your bloodstream? And what kind of boats are they? High or low density? A basic lipid panel or fat. Lipid means fat. A basic fat panel looks at the cargo, the LDL or the HDL, and doesn't consider the real risk factor, the boat. Is it high or low density lipoproteins? So advanced lipid or fat panel testing can analyze the number and the size of the lipoprotein particles to give you a much more accurate and useful formation about your health. Or don't worry about your cholesterol is the bottom line. Don't worry about your cholesterol. Do some research. Cholesterol is not the enemy. Triglycerides are, of course. But we need cholesterol every day of our lives to maintain a healthy body. And the drug companies have found a way to indoctrinate and brainwash people that are thinking that we'll save your lives if we lower your cholesterol and they're selling $40 billion or more of statin drugs. It's a cash cow for no reason whatsoever. No health reason. No no lower your risk reason. 
That's the problem. Now let's talk about your immune system. How old is your immune system? Not how old are you, because you probably know how old you are. Hopefully, hopefully I hope you do. But stress ages your immune system. It's older than you think you, you are. Immune function declines with age. Means it works less. Doesn't work as efficient. It doesn't protect you as well. It doesn't make all the tools to protect you from infection. And that's why many people died from COVID-19. They did not have an immune system that would protect their body from the invasion of the virus. So the virus caused inflammation and infection, primarily in the lungs, and they died. People were scrambling, medical, medical technicians, uh, nurses, doctors, researchers were scrambling, trying to find out why. Because many, many people had underlying health conditions and age that would not allow them to have a healthy immune system. Which is one reason why older people are at a higher risk of cancer, heart disease, and all other underlying health-related problems. So researchers wanted to know why some people have old and less effective immune systems despite the relatively young age. Well, they collected data from over 5,000 people who provided blood samples and answered survey questions about their stress levels. When the researchers analyzed the blood samples, they found that people reporting the most stress had higher levels of what we would consider an immune system that was older, less effective, and lower levels of newer, more active immune cells. So the cells were getting older faster than the person. The person gets older every day, every year. But because of stress, the immune system can get old very, very fast. Overnight. Stress is prematurely aging their immune system. So how do we reduce stress and keep your immune system young? Well, I like two choices. They are both herbal extracts. One is ashwagandha, which is commonly known as Indian ginseng, because in the country of excuse me, in the country of India, they do not grow ginseng. It's not a common plant to India. 
And the other one is ginseng. So ashwagandha and red ginseng. Of all the forms of ginseng, red ginseng is the most effective and the most active for a variety of conditions. It's one thing that I will never want to be without, red ginseng. I take it in a chewable tablet, which increases absorption. So they did a study with ashwagandha. Sixty stressed out, but otherwise healthy adults took ashwagandha. Now this is a very special form of ashwagandha. Most ashwagandha herbs are standardized at about 5% or less of the key active compounds called with analydes. With analyde. These are the active components of ashwagandha. Less than 5%. There is a new ashwagandha available that is standardized to 35%, seven times greater than the common ashwagandha on the market. And here are the results of a clinical study after 60 days of use. 30 to 40% reduction in depression and anxiety versus 10 to 24% reduction for the placebo. We know that cortisol is bad for us when it has a high level, at a high level. And ashwagandha could reduce cortisol levels by 23%. But no change for the placebo group, those that are taking a fake pill. Although no one knows who's taking the real active component or the fake pill. So then they analyze the studies after and find which group performed better. So I would recommend 150 milligrams of ashwagandha standardized to 35% with lanolides one to three times daily. Now, there's some research that's very interesting with the mineral silica. Silica has been used in France and European countries more effectively for bone health, bone density, than calcium. They don't recommend calcium at the levels that we do in the U.S. They recommend silica. And in the case of dental implants, that are used to replace a missing tooth. An implant requires two procedures. First, a post is inserted into the jaw, taking the place of the missing tooth root. And after the bone grows around the post, to tightly secure it, a fake tooth is attached to the post. It can take four to six months in the best case, for the post to fuse into the jawbone or that the tooth can be attached. The researchers in Europe 
particularly in France, treated patients receiving a dental implant with a special silica extract from horsetail. Horsetail, the plant or reed, has a very high level of silica. They extract the silica from the plant, which is a mineral. Silica is a mineral. The source of that mineral is horsetail. And when patients were treated for one month prior to the implant and three months after, the result healing time was reduced by one half, 50%. And securing of the post within the jawbone was far more excellent than without silica. And no significant inflammation or pain was reported very successfully ensuring the dental implant with silica. So what do you want to know about silica? What should you know about silica? Well, look for a plant-based silica from horsetail. It's the only natural form of silica. Some derive it from sand. Some derive it from a synthetic source or a semi-synthetic source. For skin for hair, for nails, and basic bone support, take about 20 milligrams daily. You can double that dose during a period of increased need, like in the dental implant, you can double the dose. Or if you have experienced a bone fracture, have osteoporosis, or have any other kind of bone concerns, you can use 40 to 80 milligrams daily for four to eight weeks. So we talk a little bit about fish oil? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily just fish oil, but let's talk about one of the components that's found in omega-3 fatty acids, like DHEA, oh, excuse me, DHA. DHA is a component of the omega-3 fatty acids, which are really the building blocks of the cells, especially in the brain. 60% of the brain is fat. And 90% of the omega-3 content of the brain is DHA, omega-3. A new study looks at the effects of DHA in preventing dementia, Alzheimer's disease. Researchers collected health and dietary intake data, including blood levels of DHA, from almost 1,500 people at least 65 years of age or older. They followed the health of these participants for the next seven years. The results of this study versus participants with low DHA levels, those with the highest levels had a 49% reduction or reduced risk of Alzheimer's disease, which is equivalent to almost five additional dementia-free years of life. DHA found in omega-3 fatty acid, 
I would not recommend fish oil. And I'll tell you that in just a moment. But there are some very, very bad and uh, unhealthy ways to produce fish oil that I would never want to consume it. They boil fish or fish, they boil the fish to loosen up the oil so that when they press the bodies of the fish, they can squeeze more oil out. Now that oil, because of the process of boiling and the friction of pressing, is unedible. So they have to then clean up that fish, purify that fish, detoxify that fish, get the bad odor out of the fish, and in the process, they damage the EPA and the DHA. And it comes from the body of the fish where all the toxins are stored. DHA can't be created in the body, so it must be obtained from food. Fish oil is not the best choice. Absolutely not. In fact, oil from the body of the fish is where all the toxins, all the heavy metals are concentrated. DHA and EPA from the head of the fish is clean and safe, even for pregnant women or kids. The fatty acid levels that are bound to DHA and EPA are phospholipids. In fish oil, it's triglycerides. You don't want triglycerides. And the ratio of DHA to EPA is two to one ratio, ideally, which is especially important for the brain. That ratio of DHA to EPA at two to one is exactly the same ratio that's found in the brain. It's a very efficient transport system, well absorbed allows for a very small dosage because phospholipids are very healthy for the body, especially the brain, in this omega-3 fatty acid from the head of the fish is based on phospholipids, five phospholipids, the same five phospholipids in the brain are very healthy for the brain and also a source of peptides, which have health benefits in their own right. They play a role in reducing anxiety, heart disease, inflammation, and more. They are minimally processed. No heat, no solvents, no pressing, no heavy metals. So it's a solid dosage. It's not a liquid. So no problem with rancidity. All fish oil is rancid to some degree, high or low. And there's no need to swallow liquid oil. Just take one or two dosages or servings of the omega-3 fatty acid with DHA and EPA from the head of the salmon. Melatonin. Oh, there's so much, so much value from melatonin. 
In fact, I always highly recommend, because most people think it's for sleep, that if, if you sleep well, you don't need melatonin. Well, it just helps people sleep better because it's one of the things that melatonin does. But melatonin does a thousand different things in the body. Read my book on melatonin. Wake up. Melatonin is just not for sleep. That's the name of the book. You can go to Terry Talks Nutrition. You can buy the book there. Or you can go to Amazon and buy it there as well. But melatonin may reduce the relapse of MS. Relapsing, remitting multiple sclerosis is a type of MS characterized by disease flare-ups with periods of, with periods of recovery. It has been observed in people with MS are more likely to have flare-ups during the spring and summer and less likely in the fall and winter. In a new study of 139 people with relapsing remitting MS, researchers found that relapses were 32% less likely during the fall and winter when participants' melatonin levels were higher. They then administered melatonin to animals using an animal model of MS. Results versus no treatment. The animals who received melatonin had 65% reduction in their neurological symptoms as well as reduction in inflammatory markers. And that, my friends, is our show for today. I'm so glad that you're here with us. I hope you are able to think about your health in a more responsible manner. It's up to us. It's you and I. Everybody else is against us, really. The food manufacturers, the drug companies, I'm not saying the doctors are against us. The doctors just don't know. They have never, been an, have never had an education on health and nutrition. In all their years of med school, they get less than seven hours of health and nutrition. And with that, my friends, you are what you eat. You are the one, you are the only one that can change your health for the better. So say a prayer for this crazy, insane world. And God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.